Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. And not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well, because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Kiri Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments, so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce today's special guest. I'm happy to announce that my first book is now in print. The title is Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again, Fixing the Root Cause of Your Fatigue with Natural Treatments. I've discovered 14 root causes of fatigue. I like to call them the fatigue factors. And in this book, I explain eight of the 14. I've had some amazing feedback on how easy it is to read and understand. It's not full of technical doctory language like most books written by doctors are. And of course, the book also includes my own personal fatigue story, along with four other stories from real fatigue cases from my private practice. It's available in paperback and Kindle form, so if you'd like a copy, you can find it on Amazon or on my website, www.drcurie.com. That's it for housekeeping, so let's get started. I'm very excited about this, this week's show because this week we're doing something a little bit different. We're actually completely turning the tables. I'm going to have my special guest, who is Dr. Raynette Ilg. She's actually going to interview me today. So first, let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Ray. Dr. Ray is the owner of Olive Branch Wellness Center, which is located in South Elgin, Illinois. She also practices in Peoria, Illinois. She's a naturopathic doctor who graduated from the National University of Health Sciences in Lombard, Illinois, where she received her doctorate of naturopathic medicine after she completed her bachelor's of biological medicine and graduated in the top three of her class. She is also a lecturer to various healthcare organizations and businesses in the Chicagoland area, where she teaches other healthcare professionals about the usage of naturopathy as a means for integrative care for different ailments. Dr. Ray is also a guest lecturer at Purdue University. She works closely with many psychologists, chiropractors, medical doctors, and acupuncturists to aid in high quality patient healing that also gets results. Dr. Ray is also a monthly contributor to several newsletters for various businesses and lectures extensively. She is the author of the hit book, Live in La Vida Grande, Why You Can't Lose Weight, and has a second book coming out soon titled Live in La Vida Grande, Which Diet Should I Choose? Dr. Ray lives in Bartlett, Illinois with her husband. She has two grown daughters, Vanessa and Whitney, and has the perfect granddaughter, Jersey Ray. Hi, Dr. Ray, and thank you so much for being my special guest today on this special Turning the Tables episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Well, hello there, Dr. Carey. This is going to be one interesting show, isn't it? I am just so excited to finally be able to interview someone I have so much respect for. And on a side note, we've had a lot of fun together, too. So... <laughs> 
I get to turn the tables on you this time and ask you some very poignant questions that I know that I hear a lot about functional medicine and that your patients probably ask you. And I think it's very important for our listeners to be able to get that information too, because a lot of times they don't know of or have someone like you to be able to run to and ask that question. And there's a little bit of a fear factor involved. So I think today we'll dispel all that fear and we'll get right into it. Are you ready, Dr. Carey? I'm ready. All right. So, you know, one of the things I was thinking about is you're known as the functional medicine doc, and a lot of our listeners aren't aware of what functional medicine is. Can you kind of enlighten all of us on what that is? Absolutely. Functional medicine is a new and emerging field of healthcare. It's a subspecialty within the much broader field of natural medicine. And if you think about typically doctors, and that could be medical doctors, even naturopathic doctors, they often address the patient's symptoms. But functional medicine is about really finding and fixing the root underlying cause of those symptoms so patients can experience real and lasting results. Functional medicine practitioners pinpoint the root underlying cause of health problems and then work with their patients to fix it using treatments that are natural, safe, and proven effective such as different herbs, diet changes, exercise, stress management, vitamins, and minerals. And Ray, I know that you already know that everything in your body is connected. And when medical doctors typically prescribe a medication, they're prescribing it for a symptom. And usually that medication starts affecting other parts of the body because it's all connected. Well, you know, and I know you and I have both seen that where somebody will come um, in with a toe fungus and their um, allopathic physician gave them something for the toe fungus and that nasty little commercial that we all see that has that little guy that crawls under your toenail that kind of makes all of us crawl. Then they start having other issues. So I agree with you. You know, there is nothing like affecting the whole body. And we have to learn, we have to teach our our patients about how this really happens. So I know you've written this absolutely fabulous book, which I finished in no time's flat. And I'm not really a big reader of this kind of stuff, but for your book was just, it was great to read. It was information packed and it did hold my attention. So I um, strongly applaud you. But this reclaim, reclaim your energy and feel normal again, finding the root cause of your fatigue with natural treatments. Um, That ties right into functional medicine. Can you tell me why the functional medicine portion is important and how how can it help people that are so struggling with fatigue? I mean, some patients are so, they're so bad off, they can barely keep their head up, their eyes open and keep from drooling. And and we're talking about something new that's a a whole concept that's just, I can't talk today, difficult for us to comprehend. So tell us about how that can help those people struggling with fatigue. As we were saying, everything's connected in your body and every patient that I've seen in my office that has fatigue, they're all a little bit different. And we know as doctors that really every patient is unique. And that means we cannot just give them a one size fits all approach to health. You know, it doesn't work with t-shirts and it certainly doesn't work with healthcare and it (laughs) absolutely doesn't work with fatigue. What I was seeing in my office is that I was having so many women coming in with fatigue and the common story was they would go to their family doctor and say, I'm really tired. I have fatigue. I need help. There is something wrong. 
and the doctor would run some basic blood work and inevitably all the tests would be normal and the doctor would say well everything's normal why don't we put you on an antidepressant oh now, my gosh yes yes so, so this is a really common story and of course these women that's not what they want they want to know why they have their fatigue in the first place so they started coming to my office and what i was seeing is the doctors out there basically what they're doing is they're looking for one of two things they're looking to see do you have an anemia or do you have a thyroid problem and if both of those things are normal then they really don't know what to do next except give you an antidepressant well you know and dr carey that brings up something extremely important for you and i and and, and in dealing with fatigue Yes, there are certain things we test for, but can you talk about the difference between functional ranges on blood work? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'll give you the example with the thyroid, because pretty much every fatigue patient has been screened for a thyroid problem and it has been told it's been uh, their thyroid is normal. And yet still, Dr. Ray, most of them actually do have a thyroid problem. So with that thyroid test, the range, what's considered the normal range on the blood work that comes back is usually somewhere between uh, 0.5 to 5.0. That's kind of like a big range. It's a very big range. And a few years ago, there was a, a new range that came out by the American Academy of Clinical Endocrinologists. And they consider a TSH of 0.3 to 3.0 as normal. And they said, if your TSH is above a 2.0, that is the start of something happening to the thyroid. So for me, I'm looking for, if your TSH is above a two, I know that there is something going on, even though your doctor has said, oh no, everything is normal. So that's one of the differences in how we look at the blood work with looking at it for what are really the ideal numbers for health. You know, and that is such a perfect statement because everybody's ideal number for health is a little bit different. And I am so thrilled that you that you wrote this book and that you, you're looking at what is each patient's ideal level for health. Now, Dr. Carey, I wanted to ask you something, and I may be getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I'm so excited about this book, so you're going to have to forgive me. When you're looking at the thyroid in relation to fatigue, do you just take the thyroid into consideration, or are you looking at their adrenals? Are you looking at their digestive tract? Because we know that you can just treat the thyroid, and that will temporarily make things a little bit better, but what about the whole person? That's a, that's a great question. So in functional medicine, it's always about finding the cause, then fixing the cause so that we can get balance back into the body so that you can feel normal again. With the example of a thyroid, if you do have a low thyroid, my next question is, why do you have a low thyroid? Because if we never find out what the why is, we're only still treating your symptoms of a thyroid problem. So I think our listeners don't know um, something that you know very, very well, and that is about the connection between the thyroid, the adrenals, the hormones. So when the thyroid is weak and we're trying to figure out, okay, why is the thyroid weak? One of the biggest contributors can be the hormone called cortisol. 
Cortisol is made by the adrenal glands and cortisol is made during periods of chronic stress on the body. And that can be chronic mental emotional stress, like the job that you really don't like or having stress uh, within your relationships or your family. It can be stress generated from inside of your body, like from an, a parasite infection in your intestines, from hidden food allergies, creating stress on your body. So cortisol imbalance can, can be a huge contributor to thyroid problems. And then sex hormone imbalances too, especially progesterone. Progesterone deficiency is a well-known contributor to low thyroid problems. Now, Dr. Carey, you, I'm sure, have seen this, but I would like for you to expound a little bit on it. A woman goes to the doctor. He says, you have low thyroid. He sends her home with a prescription for some Synthroid or some Levothyroxine. She feels great for a month or two and then crashes. What happened there? First off, the doctor usually is not running a full thyroid panel to really fully assess the function of the thyroid and all of the thyroid hormones within the body. So full thyroid panel would look like a TSH test. That's usually the only test that's done. Thyroid stimulating hormone, in case anybody's wondering what that is. So that's usually the one and only test that's done. But from a functional medicine approach, we want to see how the entire chain of events is happening within the thyroid. So then we also want to test free T3, free T4. Those are the thyroid hormones within the body. And then we also want to see if the immune system is attacking the thyroid. So we want to test for antibodies, TPO antibodies, which stands for thyroperoxidase antibodies, and then uh, TG antibodies, which are thyroglobulin antibodies. You know, I don't mean to get too technical and doctory right now and start boring our listeners, but it's really important to have all these five, all five of these tests run because if, if it's actually the immune system that's attacking the thyroid and creating the low thyroid, well, you could give Synthroid for a while and, and the patient will feel good, but that thyroid is still under attack the thyroid cells are slowly being killed off. And after a while, the patient is going to feel their, their thyroid symptoms are going to come right back. You know, Dr. Carey, you are such an incredible wealth of knowledge on that. And I know your patients are just so fortunate to have you, especially up there in Canada, on top of this information. Now, I, I know you recently wrote that, the book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again, and Fixing the Root Cause with Natural Treatments. Tell us about why you actually wrote that book. I think this is a very interesting story myself. You know, Ray, I'd be happy to tell you that story. I, you know, I had a lot and I still do have a lot of patients coming to me with fatigue, but really I wrote the story because I myself had a fatigue problem and my fatigue started, I was about 15 years in practice as a chiropractor and I wasn't happy in my career. I was not satisfied in my career. And I decided that I wanted to be a naturopathic doctor, that that's really what I wanted to do. And so I went back to school, which meant moving from Canada to Chicago for two years. And I would fly back and forth every month between Canada and Chicago so I could still treat my patients. So here I am, imagine this, I'm in class 30 hours a week and I'm flying back and forth to Canada to still see my patients. Plus, I have exams, plus 
papers to write. Clinical responsibilities. All, all of that stuff. So hmm? really for two years, I was burning the candle at both ends, literally. And I knew I just it was just like short-term pain for long-term gain. I just had to push through it. But about six months into this whole ordeal, I started being tired. And I knew it had everything to do with the stress that I was putting my body under. The mental, emotional stress and the physical stress. And so I came back to Canada and I was on a break and I saw my family doctor, my family doctor for uh, my yearly checkup. And uh, she discovered that my thyroid was low. And she said to me, well, you know, we usually don't start treating your thyroid until the numbers get into the double digits. And at this point, my thyroid, I think I remember it was at a, a 7.0 or a 7.2. And remember I said earlier that I start getting concerned about a thyroid when it's above a 2. Right. Mine is at a 7. And the doctor is saying they don't really do anything until it's in the double digits. And I thought, that's crazy. You're going to wait until I just get worse and worse until you do something about it. Well, and as you and I both know, when, when it gets over, <coughs> excuse me, when it gets over a four, we start, start placing a drag on our cardiovascular system. Exactly. So like I said, I knew a lot of it had to do with stress. So I just pushed through the school. I tried to eat as, as best as I could, but it's, it's hard when you're that busy. And I, t I was taking my vitamins. And then uh, graduation day came and I took my board exams. And after that, basically, I slept for about three months. I mean, I got a good 10 hours of sleep at night plus a two or three hour nap every day for three solid months. And I thought, really, all I need to do is sleep. And that's all my body needs and I'll be fine. Except that didn't happen. <laughs> and so that's when I started really applying the functional medicine approach to my own case and I know as doctors, we really shouldn't treat ourselves, but I, I treated myself. And so I tested my cortisol and my cortisol was basically a flat line. It was, it was low all day long. So I treated that and I felt a little bit better. I tested myself for parasites and I found one. I treated that. I felt still a little bit better. I went on a gluten-free diet. That helped a little bit, but... I had started to plateau and I knew like there's still something going on. And finally I figured out it was literally all in my head that it was that my brain chemistry was out of balance. That basically I, all of that going back to school had burnt out my brain. And so once I got my serotonin and dopamine into balance, my fatigue was completely gone within a week. And I was like a whole new person. I was back to my old self. So I know what a lot of the women out there are suffering with because I've been there. I've done that. My case was not an easy one to figure out. And for a lot of women, the case is, it's, it's like a needle in a haystack almost. The answer is there. The root cause is there. We just have to figure it out. And sometimes it takes time to figure out. That's really why I'm so passionate about fatigue. You know, and, and I know you are passionate about it because um, what our listeners don't know is we were in school at the same time and you're, you're such an incredibly intelligent woman. And I would see you tank, just literally tank. You could watch it wa run across your face. And it's not it's not something that's pleasant to watch from, you know, the outside. But from the inside, I can't even imagine how that that actually feels 
not, you know, not being able to do that. And I know that you know something super important about this whole situation, which is, you know, when you look at um, balancing out men, they're a little bit easier to balance out. It's just kind of like one or two things. But when you're balancing out a woman, it's like looking at the dashboard of an airplane with all the little buttons and diodes and and bleeps and, and toggle switches because we are made so complicated with all the hormones changing sometimes by the minute. It's difficult to figure out, but I know I have seen you figure it out time and time again on people, and it's amazing to actually watch. And knowing that, when I was reading your book, you talked about the root causes of fatigue, and you called them fatigue factors. Can you give us a little bit more of the nuggets on those? Oh, sure. So there were 14 fatigue factors that I've been able to find, and I've outlined eight of them in the book. Except for the first two, they're really in no particular order. First two are anemia and thyroid problems. Everybody with fatigue should always be assessed for those two things first. And then the rest of the list is uh, cortisol imbalance. And cortisol is the major stress hormone. Uh, blood sugar imbalance. And blood sugar being too low or too high through the day. And then we can have nutrient deficiencies, which are extremely common and every single fatigue patient I have always found at least three nutrient deficiencies on. Number six is chronic infections, and that can be parasite infections, bacterial overgrowth in the intestines, or yeast overgrowth in the body. And then we have food allergies and food sensitivities. Those are often an underlying trigger for fatigue, and everybody has at least one hidden food sensitivity. You know, and that one is super important because I don't think people understand they can be allergic to healthy things. Oh, absolutely. I had, I had a patient last week who was telling me that she eliminated almonds from her diet to, just to see what would happen, and her energy went through the roof, and she lost eight pounds. And she didn't realize how much she was retaining water in her body. And of course, almonds, we know they're healthy, but they weren't healthy for her. And here she was, she was having almond butter every day and almond milk and a handful of almonds for a snack. And so once she figured that out, it really changed her health dramatically. You know, and it's funny you should say that because um, uh, myself, I have a chicken, corn, and rice allergy, and I don't care if it's brown rice, wild rice, white rice, basmati, you name it, and people just look at you like you've fallen off a tree, you know, but you are so right. Those hidden food allergies are so important to get out and in the open. Why would you keep toxifying your body and draining yourself and then taking trying to take a pill or something else to get the energy back if you just took that simple almond out of your diet you would be healthy exactly and that's why a lot of women they they come in and and they think they're doing everything right you know they're really trying to eat healthy and and that's good that is a good start but you have no idea you could be sensitive to broccoli you could be sensitive to spinach you could be sensitive to really anything and then the the last fatigue factor that i feature in the book is the brain imbalance that one um i do use a lot in my office too and the results are amazing they are amazing but again it's only dictated by as you know what the patient actually needs not everybody needs their brain balanced yeah so when uh when patients come in to see me I'll fully assess their, their health. So 
first off, before they even become a patient, they have to apply to be a patient because I only select the patients that I think will work best with the functional medicine approach. And I'll look over their health history. They'll fill out an extensive questionnaire. And so these are always giving me little clues as to maybe where their fatigue is really coming from, what their root cause really is. I'll look over all of the blood work that their doctors have already run because I want to see what are their numbers, are they ideal or not, and also what has the doctor not even tested. So I'll fill in those blanks. I'll run the tests that the doctor has missed. And then on top of that, well, and it, it really just depends on the patient in front of me if I feel like, okay, we need to look at the cortisol now or we need to look for food sensitivities now or first we're going to see if you have an infection in your intestines and then after that we're going to look for sensitivities. It's really, like I said, there's not a one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to treating patients with fatigue. It's really about the patient in front of me, what is their history telling me, and what are the proper steps, the right steps at the right time in the right order to get them healthy again. You know, and Dr. Carey, I'm glad you brought up the proper steps. Listeners are hearing us talk about adrenal testing and hormone testing and brain balancing and parasite testing and, you know, all in thyroid and iron. Tell me how, and I know this is kind of a loaded question, but how do you determine what test to run first? Because I know you don't accept every single person as a patient. Yeah, that's a, it's a hard question to answer. It, it honestly just depends on the symptoms that they're having. And we'll talk about their history. Okay, so let's say my patient, uh, Jane. Jane comes in to see me and she says, you know, Dr. Carey, my fatigue, it really started, you know, I, ha I just have not been well since my last pregnancy. Since I gave birth to my last child, like I've just never been well since then. And, and actually, that's a very common story that I hear from women. And it's a big red flag. And I think, oh, right there, I think, oh, boy, first, we really have to fully assess the thyroid to see if this patient has a thyroid problem, specifically Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And second, going through a pregnancy puts a huge stress on the body. And of course, it's mentally, emotionally stressful, too. There's, you know, there's the sleepless nights of raising the newborn and just all of the worry that moms tend to have with their children. So mm. that puts a big uh, tax on the hormones in the body. And so then I'll know, okay, if you've never been well after pregnancy, okay, we look at the thyroid, but then we also have to look at all the hormones in the body, especially the cortisol. So that's just a little, that gives you a little idea of, of how I'll approach a patient. Like I said, it, it really depends on what they tell me as to what's the right test at the right time to run so on them. What I'm hearing you say is it's designed specifically for them by you. There isn't a cookie cutter approach, which I think is such a nasty thing to do to patients. You have this specific and, and direct approach that actually saves their lives. Exactly. There's no cookie cutter approach. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of practitioners out there, even online that use these cookie cutter approaches and they do not work at all. No. So, you know, um, maybe let's pretend that the first thing you did on a patient was you ran a, a blood assessment, you ran blood work. 
What do you think are the three most common nutrient deficiencies that are going to cause low energy? Like I said, I'll always look over a patient's blood work and I'll, I'll always have to fill in the blanks because there's across the board, there are, there's blood tests that are not run that we need to fill in the blanks. So first on my list that I run on every single patient, and I think that's because I'm in Canada and our healthcare system is run by the government, is a, a vitamin D test. And vitamin D is a very important uh, vitamin. Every single cell of your body needs it. Of course, it's known as the sunshine vitamin. And here in Canada, everybody, I'll say 99.9% .9 of my patients are deficient in vitamin D on that first test. You know, Dr. Carey, would you explain what vitamin D really is? So vitamin D, like I said, it's a vitamin, but it's really functions in your body more like a hormone. Right. So what happens to all these people that lower their cholesterol? The backbone building block of all of the hormones in your body, the building block for vitamin D, the building block for testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, cortisol, DHEA, all of those hormones get made from cholesterol. So cholesterol is actually not a bad thing per se. And if we lower the cholesterol too low, you will automatically have lower hormones across the board because you don't have enough of that building block and you will also have lower vitamin D. Now you mentioned vitamin D, but what are the other two big nutrient deficiencies or vitamin deficiencies that you see? Um, the other one that I see is B12. And I'll always make sure that my patient with fatigue has been tested for B12. And if not, I'll test them myself. And what I'm looking for in their numbers and as we talked about earlier, there is a range for B12. Mm -hmm. And the, the quote normal range is between 125 and 600. That's a big range. It's a very big range. And most, most women are on the low end of that range. But what doctors don't know is that the research shows that your B12 should really be above 600 to be ideal. One of the interesting studies that they did and you probably know this already, but this is for our listeners. One of the interesting studies is they took a group of people, they took their blood to see how much B12 was in the blood, and then they also tapped their spine, and they checked the B12 within the cerebrospinal fluid. And they saw that although the B12 in the blood looked normal, the B12 within the spine and the nervous system was actually still extremely low. And in order to get the B12 levels flushed into the nervous system, your blood levels need to be above 600. And I rarely ever see that with a fatigue patient. Now, what happens if people, you know, everybody's so worried about consuming too much of this or too much of that because they've been scared by every commercial they see or article they read. What is the worst thing that can happen to you if you have too much B12? So for B12, the worst thing that could happen is you could have some diarrhea. And that can actually be helpful to some people. <laughs> yeah, if they are constipated. <laughs> and do you do you also check their digest? There's two, for, two ways we gather B12, as you and I both know. Um, one is through the stomach, and the other is through the intestines. So you want to talk about the stomach a little bit? Oh, sure. So we get B12 absorbed in our stomach. And, of course, that's from the foods that we eat or the vitamins that we take. 
And then the second way that we get B12 is actually B12 is made by the healthy, friendly bacteria known as probiotics that should be living in the intestines. So when I see that a B12 is low, I always ask, okay, why is that B12 low? So we don't want to just hand out B12 like it's candy. We want to figure out, okay, why is there B12 low in the first place? Are they not getting enough B12 in their diet? Do they have not enough of the good bacteria living in their intestines and too much of the bad bacteria living in their intestines? Or are there any other reasons why the B12 is low? So again, it's taking that functional medicine approach and really finding the cause. Right. Now, we've talked about vitamin D. We've talked about B12. Give us um, our third little nugget here. So the third one that I often find is magnesium. Magnesium deficiency is a common cause of fatigue. The problem with magnesium is there's no one great blood test for it. There is a serum magnesium, and you would have to be critically ill for that to be out of balance. And then there's an RBC or a red blood cell magnesium. And there's actually a lot of controversy on to, as to how, how accurate that is. So magnesium, what I'll have patients do is I'll do a trial. I'll, I'll give them a bottle of magnesium and I'll have them slowly ramp up their dose until they get diarrhea. Because again, for magnesium, just like the B12, that is your body's overflow valve. Right. You, when you hit the top and I'll, I'll see, okay, how many capsules of magnesium do you need or how many milligrams do you need until you get diarrhea? And Dr. Ray, I'm sure you've had this in your practice as well. I've had patients need eight capsules of magnesium. I've had them need 10 capsules of magnesium. I've had my all-time high was at 13 capsules and she still did not have diarrhea. That's how deficient she was in magnesium. That's like a Linus Pauling dose of vitamin C. That's amazing. But you know what? If people understood how important that magnesium is and what an, what an incredible nutrient that is, tell us about magnesium and mitochondria. Oh, sure. So we need magnesium for over 350 different reasons in the body. And one of the biggest reasons we need magnesium is to produce energy. And so if you think about you eat food, you know, you eat carbs and fat and protein, you digest and absorb it, that travels through your bloodstream and to the cell. And those nutrients get inside of the cell and they have to be burned and converted into pure energy. Kind of like if you think about your car, you put gasoline in the engine, somewhere in the engine, the magic happens where that gasoline gets converted into energy or power so that, that you can put your foot on the gas and just go. So in your body, that whole chemical process happens within the cell and specifically uh, an organ within the cell called the mitochondria. Okay. But, that goes back to like seventh and eighth grade science for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Some of you might remember that from biology class or science class. It's a, a little organ within the cell. Each and every cell of your body has mitochondria. Some have more mitochondria than others, but yeah, if we don't have enough magnesium, our body literally, through the whole process, the whole chemical chain of events, cannot make energy efficiently. And then that'll have a trickle-down effect in your body, and one of those symptoms is fatigue. What are the other things that can happen? You know, um, I happen to know that magnesium is a big, big cofactor for progesterone. 
So it could actually be something as simple as they come in and see you and you look at this magnesium level and you dose them with magnesium and maybe that just fixed it. Is that true? Yeah, that can be true. Sometimes the cases that look really complicated are actually the easiest ones. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, of course, the opposite is true, too. Sometimes yeah. the cases that look the easiest are the toughest. And there's and we both know we have some of those cases where you just want to shoot your left foot off because everything you're trying to get accomplished, the body will not go ahead and do. So I know you've talked about the three, the three um, deficiencies. So wouldn't something like that be found by your doctor with a routine blood test? Again, it depends on what the doctor is testing. And I, I like to let my patients know that, and this is for our listeners too, whenever you get any testing done by your doctor, and that's any doctor, make sure to get a copy for your own records so you can see what your numbers are from year to year. Exactly. I think um, a lot of people don't understand when you are paying your insurance, that means you also are the co-owner of those results. And you own those results. Those are not like that secret file when you were in school. They all said, everybody said, this is going in your permanent file. And you never knew what that was or meant. These are things that you as, as an individual are responsible for. And to be an inv individual in charge of your health, you need to have copies of. Exactly. And in Canada, the healthcare system is, you know, free for uh, when you see a medical doctor. And I, I want people to know that you still have the right and you are still entitled to copies of your records. So I know some patients are reluctant to ask for their records. Don't be. They are your records. And you're always entitled to a copy for yourself. And no one will care more about the meaning of your test results than you. I know that you probably have the same opinion that I do. It's that there is not an MD in the world that really wants to set out to harm you. Yeah, no, no, no. All the doctors out there, they all really want their patients to get better. Absolutely. But right. I find that, especially in Canada, a lot of the doctors are, they're kind of, uh, they're stuck within this uh, system that's being run by the government. They can only run so many tests. They can only do certain things according to the system that they're working within. So it's, it's really not your doctor's fault. It has to do with the, the problem within our healthcare system. And you know, sometimes what I like to talk about with my patients, and it's, I think it's something that you and I've discussed a, a couple of times, is that just because it's free does not mean it might be the best thing for you. You know, whatever they invest in seeing you or I, um, is, it's invested in their health, it's invested in time and energy that they, they can have, rather than sitting around feeling junky and going and getting another prescription and another prescription and another prescription, and then they have this uh, chemical cesspool, which is creating inadvertently another prescription for them. It's money and time well spent. Exactly. And, and as we were talking about earlier, that really what patients are looking for are answers. And yeah. if you're not getting answers from your doctor, you need to start looking for a better doctor to work with. Now, uh, Dr. Ray, yes. let's, let's uh, get to the last question here because we're starting to run low on time. The last question would be, of course, what exactly do you do you see as the future for these these patients with this fatigue and how can they best get a hold of you 
That's a great question. I would like all the people out there that have fatigue, I would like them to really know that they should have a lot of hope because there is an answer for you. It's not always easy to find that answer. Like my personal case of fatigue, sometimes it can really feel like you're searching for a needle in a haystack, but it's there. That needle is there and it's just waiting to be found. So I guess that's really the, the biggest thing is to let people know they should have hope. And then to find out more information about what I do, I have yeah. a lot of different websites. There's the website for my office, and then there's the website for my book. I have a lot of podcasts and a blog, and, and I guess the my home base, the best place for you to go would be at uh, drcurry.com. So that would be www.drcarri.com. Well, Dr. Carey, this has been amazingly interesting. And I, even as another physician, always learn just a little bit of something from you. So I want to thank you for allowing me to interview you today. And I hope that our listeners will take advantage of getting to know you and allowing you to treat their fatigue. Thank you, Dr. Ray, for being my special guest today. This was an awesome interview. This was so much fun turning the tables on me. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, that wraps up this very special episode, Turning the Tables on the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Dr. Raynette Ilg. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Kiri Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carey.